0: The Issues Etc. Book of the Month is a four-CD set of all the hymns, ballads, and chants composed and authored by Martin Luther. It's titled, Martin Luther, Hymns, Ballads, Chants, Truth. Find out more at issuesetc.org or call Concordia Publishing House, 1-800-325-3040. Listen to A Mighty Fortress, From Heaven Above, Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice, and 36 other recordings in Martin Luther, Hymns, Ballads, Chants, Truth.
1: Samson came to my bed, told me that my hair
0: was red, told me I was beautiful, came into my bed. Oh, I cut his hair myself one night, a pair of dull scissors in the yellow light, and he told me that I'd. One of the more famous stories from the Old Testament that may be one of those stories so often told that misses the point entirely, the story of Samson and Delilah, the story of this man of legendary strength and the spirit of God who told everyone that his strength was in his hair. Of course, he's also a legendary liar and one of the judges of Israel and a saint. Nonetheless, he also killed lots and lots of people. Joining us to talk about Samson and teach a Sunday school lesson on this Tuesday afternoon, October the 16th, Pastor Tom Baker. He's host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. He's Director of Development for the Concordia Mission Society. Tom, welcome back to Issues, Etc. Thank you. If all you know is the story of this guy with long hair who's strong and his hair is cut and then he's weak and his evil wife Delilah, what are you missing in the Samson story from Judges chapters 13 through 16?
2: the second part of my three E's that I call Exegesis, Emmaus, and Ecclesia, and it is simply said, you're missing Jesus.
0: How is that, with about a minute or so before we take a break?
2: When you go to the Road to Emmaus incident and hear that Jesus spent the time on the road showing the disciples where he is everywhere in the Old Testament, You're not done with a Sunday school lesson or a Bible class or a sermon until you find where is Jesus. Samson isn't about Samson uh, any more than the lost sheep is about a sheep. The lost sheep's about a wonderful shepherd. Samson is about a wonderful Savior named Jesus, and until you find him then you don't really know why it's in the Bible.
0: Real quickly, before we take this break with about 30 seconds here, Tom, the, the real story of Samson, if you read it from beginning to end, pretty gory, and you do not get a favorable impression of Samson, much less anyone else around him. He's a liar. He kills people. He's very deceitful. He openly breaks God's law. What kind of a judge is he?
2: Well, you've hit the theme that I have for this, is why would Jesus work such through such a sinful human being? That That's the real question I'd be asking the Sunday school children. And the goal would be to trust in the Lord for strength, not in our biceps.
0: Pastor Tom Baker is our guest when we come back. We'll tell the story of Samson in Judges chapters 13 through 16. He has an interesting birth and his life is even more interesting. He happens to be one of my favorite Old Testament characters and has very little to do with the length of his hair. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest, host of the radio show called Law and Gospel. We'll be right back. More issues, etc. after this. Logia, a journal of Lutheran theology, is a quarterly publication for the Confessional Lutheran, and they have a special 20th anniversary CD. This CD contains every issue of Logia for the last 20 years. It's a PDF file with search capabilities and bookmarks. This special anniversary CD is an excellent addition to your theological library. You can pre-order it for just $40. That's 50 cents per issue. Find out more at logia.org, logia.org.
2: Hi, this is Jonathan Collin from France.
1: Thanks to God's gift of the Internet, people are listening to Issues Etc. around the world.
2: First, I would like to say thank you very much for your program. It very much ministers to those of us who are outside the comforts and the luxuries of having a confessional Lutheran congregation nearby. Thank you very much for this great resource.
1: Listen to what you want, when you want, wherever you are. IssuesETC.org at SteadfastLutherans.org,
0: we've been called contentious. We've even been called the brothers of John the curmudgeon. And we may well be curmudgeonly sometimes. But we always have the best and clearest voices in confessional Lutheranism. Articles from Molly Hemingway, Martin Nolan, Clement Price, Todd Wilkin, and a host of regular contributors. Come check out the new Lutheran media. Always clear, always concise, always confessionally Lutheran. SteadfastLutherans.org
1: Does your church need a backup organist? The virtual organist service from Church Music Solutions is the next best thing to an on-site organist. Send us your musical choices, including liturgy and hymns. We'll assemble your service and send it to an iPad that controls your church's organ on Sunday. The result is genuine organ leadership on your instrument with your selections when you need it. See our videos on YouTube or visit our website at churchmusicsolutions.com. Christological, creedal, confessional. You're listening to Issues Etc.
0: Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by joining the Issues Etc. 300. The Lutheran Church of the Good Shepherd in Greenville, South Carolina, St. Paul Lutheran, Chatfield, Minnesota, St. John Lutheran, Napoleon, Ohio, First Lutheran, Lufkin, Texas, Concordia Lutheran, Sykeston, Missouri Hope Lutheran, Granite City, Illinois Trinity Lutheran, Gladstone, Alabama and Lord of Life Lutheran, Chesterfield, Missouri Find out how your church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget Just go to our website, issuesetc.org Click support and print a one-page flyer When your congregation joins the Issues Etc. 300 We'll advertise your congregation on the radio at our website, And in the Issues Etc. Journal, IssuesEtc.org. Click Support, the Issues Etc. 300. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson on this Tuesday afternoon, and we're talking about one of the more famous characters. We could call him, uh, he's a mischief maker? He's also a judge of Israel, which means he ruled Israel, and he has got blood on his hands and lies on his lips, and he touches dead bodies when he knows it will defile him. Even from his birth, he is dedicated to God, but it doesn't seem to matter much to a guy like Samson. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. Well, let's jump into the story. Talk a bit, if you would, about his birth. Um, he's kind of like a lot of the Old Testament saints in that... Um, He's, at the very beginning, he's dedicated to God in his birth. What's going on there?
2: Well, what, what's fascinating here, there are actually only three other people whose birth is announced by an angel. The, the three are Isaiah, John the Baptizer, and Jesus himself. In fact, you already see some real close parallels between the announcement uh, to Samson's mother, because she is barren. And of course, the Virgin Mary was a virgin. And both of them are given a mission to save Israel. You really need to go into the context. The Sunday School lesson is only Judges chapter 16, uh which starts off uh right away with Samson uh, all grown up. You really need to go back to chapter 13 for two reasons to get the context that once more as we found with the Moses, Joshua, Deborah and Gideon, we have this cyclical sequence in Israel of Rebellion against God, then God's retribution or loving discipline, their repentance, his rescue of them through a judge, and then a number of years of rest. The, the rescue is by Samson, who ruled 20 years, and then there was rest after him for 40 years. Now, it says, and this isn't in 16, that's why you've got to go back to 16, the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and told her that she would conceive a barren, a bear, barren, a son, and he would be a Nazarite. Now, a Nazarite was a specific kind of individual. In fact, it means one who is set apart. And there were some conditions the Nazarites were supposed to do, which, by the way, the angel of the Lord also said the mother had to follow. Not cut the hair. Not eat or drink the fruit of the grapevine or anything unclean, or come near a dead body. And as you indicated, except for the cutting of the hair, Samson broke all the others. Now, the question is, could this be Michael or Gabriel, or could it be Jesus? Well, you know, I'm not going to ask that if I don't know the answer. (laughs) Verse 17 and following, um... They asked the angel of the Lord, what is your name, so that we may honor you? And the angel of the Lord said to him, this is the uh, father of Samson, Manoah, why do you ask my name, seeing it Mm -hmm. is wonderful? Now, that struck a nerve with me, and I was hoping I was right, and it ended up that I was. I went to Isaiah 9-6, and guess what? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So this angel of the Lord refers to himself in the Hebrew the same word that Isaiah inspired by the Holy Spirit, uses in 9.6. So then they begin to do a grain offering for this angel of the Lord, and they're watching, and when the flame goes up towards heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord went up in the flame of the altar. And Manoah and his wife hid their faces to the ground. The angel of the Lord appeared no more, but this next statement is just so significant. Then Manoah knew that. That he was the angel of the Lord and said to his wife, We shall surely die, for we have seen God. (laughs) And that is the real name for God he uses there. So there's Jesus front and center in the story of Samson. Somehow, Jesus is going to use Samson in order to bring redemption again to Israel.
0: So Jesus is right there intervening, bring both announcing and bringing about Samson's birth, and then assigning him this uh, unique position that would was intended to set him apart from the rest of the Israelites as dedicated to God. Why is it, Tom, that almost from the very beginning, once we hear about Samson growing up, he's not much of a Nazirite? He did, he's, he's, either seems unaware of it, or just completely violating every rule he was supposed to be following?
2: Yeah, he kind of reminds me of uh, me. I'm a Christian, but I'm not Jesus. Therefore, I sin by thought, word, and deed every day. In fact, I've only found a couple of characters where there's not an obvious sin found in the Old Testament. Uh, Daniel is one of them, but I'm sure he would have realized he sinned also and repented. But almost every leader that God chooses has some gross sin attached to him. And part of the reason that this gives glory to God, how can sin on the part of Samson give glory to God, is because you finally figure out, this isn't Samson doing this stuff. <laughs> this is God working through Samson. And, and that's something pastors really need to realize. I don't baptize babies and through my power bring him into the kingdom of heaven, or distribute the body and blood through my power. No, I'm I'm simply the word person for Jesus. And there was a tremendous controversy in the early church, the Donatist controversy, where people were wondering whether or not they were truly baptized when some of the priests or pastors at that time fell from the faith. And the answer was, a true baptism occurs not because of the belief of the person doing it, but because of the words of Said. In other words, these are promises from God, and it is God working through them, and He can even do miracles uh, through unbelievers, as we saw uh, last week uh, with a, a foreign leader that God used.
0: Now, He takes a, He does something that was unthinkable for any Israelite, uh, much less a leader of the Israelites. He takes a wife from among the Philistines, and yet it says in verse chapter uh, verse verse 4 of chapter 14, uh, when he wants this daughter of the Philistines, says his father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord, for he was seeking an opportunity against the Philistines. What's going on, Tom?
2: Their knee god always has his ducks lined up. Uh, for example, when Jesus Christ came to earth, uh, God had prepared— 12 individuals, and he knew which ones would deny him, which would betray him, which would all flee from him in the Garden of Gethsemane, and then be restored later on. He had these individuals in place. He didn't force them to do anything, but they were all in place so that the prophecies of the Old Testament could be fulfilled. If he had come in the year 2012, if Jesus came today, there would still be a group of disciples who would finally betray and desert him, and he would die somehow, because that's what had to happen. So... These things are set up by God in such a way that there has to be some kind of division between Samson and the Philistines, and that division occurs very early when Samson wants a wife, and he's not permitted to have one.
0: Now, interposed in the story of him getting this wife, and then there's kind of uh, a—there comes an opportunity in his getting his wife for him to slay the philistines He is approached by a young lion that comes roaring upon him with nothing in his hand, it says. He kills the young lion. What is the source of Samson's great strength?
2: That's an excellent question, because when I was a kid, uh, later on we're going to get to the point where Delilah tricks him into telling where his strength is, but the first four times, it's like ropes or things like that. I always thought he broke apart the the, the ropes and then killed the Philistines that were there, but we're going to find out. There's no evidence he killed anybody. So he was just thinking that this was a game that Delilah was playing with him. The other thing I find really interesting, you know a muscle magazine, Samson would never have appeared on a muscle magazine. Because there's nothing here about his body strength. In a sense, he's kind of like Jesus. Even if you see the pictures of Jesus, he doesn't have bulging muscles or anything like that. He's almighty, but his might comes because of his divinity. So also with Samson, his strength is not because of big biceps or anything like that that we're aware of. His strength comes from God. And the hair, as we're going to see, is how that strength stays. And once that hair is gone, then guess what leaves him? God leaves him, which means his strength leaves him. If he was really a strong bicep type of guy, (laughs) he could have still fought off people just by his own strength. But he had no strength except from God. And I think that's really critical, that his ability to fight off the lion, fight off the Philistines, this was something that God did, which really says a lot when we get to the end of the Samson story.
0: We'll pick up the story right on the other side of the break. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. He's director of development for the Concordia Mission Society, host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. You can find out more about Law and Gospel at our website, issuesetc.org. Click listen On Demand. We do base all of our conversations with pastor baker on a great sunday school curriculum from concordia publishing house it's called growing in christ and it does exactly what pastor baker does with this every week it points you in each and every one of the lessons to christ find out more about it at our website issuesetc.org. click listen on demand or call concordia publishing house and they'll send you a free sample 1-800-325-3040 1-800-325-3040 ask about growing in christ
1: Coming Friday, November 2nd, and Saturday, November 3rd, Issues Etc. 24. It's a live 24-hour broadcast of Issues Etc. From 3 in the afternoon central time on November 2nd through 3 in the afternoon central on November 3rd. Issues Etc. 24, Friday, November 2nd, and Saturday, November 3rd. Listen live at issuesetc.org. If any former evangelicals are hearing me speak right now, I want to assure you, you don't have to be a homeless Christian. If you would go to issuesetc.org, look on their website, you'll find a list of churches. Find one close to you and attend that church. There, you can receive the true gospel, you don't have to be a homeless Christian, and they will not call you a backslider. To find a church near you, go to issuesetc.org and click Find a Church. It's not about you. It's about Jesus for you. You're listening to Issues Etc.
0: Athanasius, Bishop of Alexandria in the 4th century, was known for boldly confessing Jesus Christ as both true God and true man. This is what we do at St. Athanasius Lutheran Church in Vienna, Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C., continuing this historic confession of our Savior, who died for us and now comes to us in word and sacrament. If you live in the D.C. area or just visiting, come join us. For more information, find us on the web, St. Athanasius Lutheran Church. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month is a four-CD set of all the hymns, ballads, and chants composed and authored by Martin Luther. It's titled, Martin Luther, Hymns, Ballads, Chants, Truth. Find out more at issuesetc.org or call Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. Listen to A Mighty Fortress, From Heaven Above, Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice, and 36 other recordings in Martin Luther, Hymns, Ballads, Chants, Truth. Welcome back to Issues Etc. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're talking about Samson in the book of Judges, chapters 13 through 16. Tom, uh, he's also a riddle, riddle teller, at least he has, is at the beginning, and then it kind of plays itself out as he uh, continues to deceive those who want to bind him and rob him of his strength. But the first riddle he tells is about this lion that he has killed, and then he's also eaten from the carcass, the honey that, where the bees had made their It's a little gruesome to talk about. But uh, this would have defiled any Israelite, right, to have contact with a dead body?
2: Well, especially eating honey out of it. And then he says, the riddle is, out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet. And, of course, the only way they find out about it is they ask his wife at the time. This is before Delilah. And uh, they tell her, you know, uh, you you don't do it. We're going to come down and, and burn up your house and such. So guess what? She tells them. Then when Samson hears about it, this is another time when he is not properly motivated out of personal revenge. He, he goes ahead, and he ends up killing 1,000 men with the jawbone of a donkey. <laughs> um, so that what you have here... He still gives credit to God, which is kind of interesting in in verse 19 and following. But then he starts berating God because he said, here, look what I've done, and now I'm going to die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised. Now, boy, I tell you, if you talk to most gods like that, they say, okay, go ahead. You don't appreciate it. But God opened the hollow place that is at Lehi, and water came from it. And when he drank, his spirit returned, and he revived. You see... This is a big theme of this Sunday School lesson. The promises of God are going to work out even when we are not properly motivated in doing the works of God. Samson was kind of out of personal revenge was going against the Philistines, but God still used it for his purposes, much like the Pharisees weren't putting Jesus on the cross because they were right that he was a blasphemer. Their motivations were totally sinful. But God used that to save me and you.
0: Now, it says several times in the story of Samson that the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. What's the relationship between this this leader, Samson, and and God's Spirit?
2: It reminds us of Moses when he was really having trouble kind of guiding the people of Israel, that God chose 70 individuals and put his spirit upon them, which means they now had a fortitude, a courage, and they now had wisdom to rule properly. So when the Spirit of God comes upon Samson and he does something, then he is normally fulfilling the purpose of the Nazarite and also the mission that God was preparing him for. It's kind of interesting. A lot of people miss this at Jesus' baptism. We know the Father was in the voice. We know Jesus was standing in the water. But when you ask about the Holy Spirit, a lot of people talk about that he was the dove. But my good friend James Veltz has showed that that's not what the text says. It says he descended like a dove. So instead of like an eagle zooming down, he kind of floated down. And where did he go? He went into Jesus. That was the beginning of Jesus' ministry, after which he did his first miracle, and he determined to walk towards the cross. So a filling of the Holy Spirit can mean, even with those who don't have the gift of the Holy Spirit, like in the Old Testament, that didn't come about till Pentecost, it means an outpouring of strength from the divine so that you're now able to do what the divine wants you to do, and he beco- you become his servant in fulfilling his mission.
0: He, he uh, There's a short story in here at the beginning of chapter 16 where he goes into a prostitute. The people find out he's there. They come to bind him. It's kind of their first attempt to capture him, and he takes the the doorposts of the town and carries up them up to the top of a hill, kind of a, I don't know, Tom, what is it, just a feat of strength to to show that he can't be overcome in, in this way?
2: Well, you're not going to be attacking somebody who can carry these doors. Uh, these, these weren't made out of balsa wood. These were metal. And he, in fact, the distance he carries them is is even more important. But it reminds us of something. Samson carried gates, our lord, carried a cross, and both were towards the goal of keeping God's promises. But the cross was so onerous for our Lord that we had to have another individual help him with that. At this point, Samson didn't need any help, but he soon would be coming into a situation where he needed help.
0: So this is where Delilah enters the story, and she seems almost from the very beginning to be bent upon cooperating with Samson's enemies against him. But Samson doesn't apparently seem to be very well aware of that.
2: Well, I wonder about that. Uh, First of all, she's not even known as a Philistine or whatever. We're not really giving her background. But you should get from her name. um, Like if my wife's name was in the English, she's going to get you at night. I don't think I'd marry her. And that's what Delilah's name means—bringing someone low at night. That's the actual Hebrew, <laughs> and, and that's exactly what she does. Samson loves riddles, and so <clears throat> he kind of plays with Delilah. I think, in fact, it's really interesting that I don't think the Philistines, uh, Philistines, who are hiding when she tries four times, to tell him what is his strength, and only on the fourth one does he do it, that he never discovers that they're even there. In fact, one time, uh, the men lying in ambush in an inner chamber, and I took a look what the inner chamber meant, and it means a dark room at the back of the dwelling place. So it's quite possible Samson didn't have any idea that anybody was lying in wait. The only time that they finally came out is when he told her the truth about her hair if my head is shaved then the strength will leave me and i shall become weak and be like any other man and that's the point but even then samson's under the delusion that no all he has to do is just get up and he'll be able to take care of things so he doesn't believe what his mother had told him what god said
0: so um, this is the, the, the saint himself struggling against the promises of God.
2: Just like we all do. We, we all struggle against the promises because, you know, you're going through a tough day and you wonder, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? Which, which means you're now talking to the devil because God says he's working all things out to your good, but that doesn't seem very obvious to you. And so all that a sin is, is not believing a promise of God. Every sin denies a promise of God somewhere. That's why sin is so bad, and it can't be corrected just by your obedience, because God demands perfection from your conception on. So the only thing that's going to reverse it is faith in place of unbelief, and that's how God saves you.
0: First he tells her, Seven bowstrings, and he's able to snap those like they were thread. it says. Seven new ropes, and he's able to get out of those. And then he says, if you weave together seven locks of my head and fasten it with a pin, then I become weak. That doesn't work either. Finally, he says this, and you've mentioned it several times here, Tom. He tells Delilah, um, "'A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb if my head is shaved.'" then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak like any other man. He finally tells her the truth about this. Yes. Uh, Is he saying that his hair is the source of his strength, or that the fact that he has been dedicated from the womb to God is the source of his strength?
2: He really believes, I think at this point, that he's going to be strong no matter what happens. Because, And I find that evidence in verse 20, When she shaves off the seven locks of his head, and the Philistines are upon you, Samson, he awakes from the sleep and says, I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. So he even doesn't believe that the cutting of his hair is going to do it. And the next line tells us why. But he did not know. And this is really interesting. It doesn't say that his strength had left him or his hair had left him. He did not know that the Lord had left him. And then the Philistines were able to seize him. Uh, take out his eyes and bind him with bronze shackles, and did one of the most humiliating thing for a warrior. He they had him ground at the mill in the prison, and to to ground the weed, etc., etc. That was the task of a woman. That was not the task of a man.
0: So there he is. He's blind. or He's been blinded by his enemies. He's captured by them, and he's finally bound and. In- fetters he cannot remove, and he's reduced to being essentially doing um, the only kind of work a man in his position could be qualified to do anymore. Right. Now, the Lord has left him. Do we know why the Lord left him? We've only got about 30 seconds before we take another break with you, Tom.
2: When God says his strength is in his hair, for the Lord not to have left him and still given him strength would have meant... God lied. It's like what the Lord says to me, the hope of my salvation is in my baptism. I look to my baptism because God attaches a promise there. And except for denying the Lord Jesus Christ and fighting against him and and unbelief, all that, that baptism now becomes my assurance. So if I die and don't go to heaven, the Lord is a liar. Samson loses his hair if he still has his strength. The Lord is a liar.
0: When we come back, we'll talk about how God is true to his promise and how he, even in the end, delivers Samson, but delivers him and the Israelites in a way that Samson probably never would have planned. Samson goes down with the building and all of his enemies in the end. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest in Hour 2 of Issues, etc. We'll continue our conversation with him, teaching a Sunday school lesson in Judges chapter 16. We'll talk about the death of Samson right after this, and then a little bit later, we'll be remembering Luke the Evangelist, who's also on the calendar of the church this week. It's remarkable how God is with his promises. He keeps them when we break them. He's faithful to them when we don't believe them, and he is determined to see his promises through to the very end, always in spite of us. Those promises that come to their fulfillment in Jesus our Savior. Hour 2 of Issues, Etc. We'll come right back with Pastor Tom Baker right after this.
1: Keeping the message straight. Getting the message out. You're listening to Issues, Etc. Would you like for us to post information about your congregation on the Find a Church page of our website? We'll add your church when it becomes part of the Issues Etc. 300. We're looking for 300 congregations to donate $1,000 to Issues Etc. Please consider adding the worldwide outreach of Issues Etc. to your church's mission or advertising budget. Find out more about the Issues Etc. 300 at IssuesETC.org. Click support and publicize your congregation to the world. It's here, it's here, it's finally here. Lutheran Catechesis Catechist Edition. A comprehensive guide to catechesis for a Lutheran congregation. Including expanded helps on the catechism, a section of catechesis on the Table of Duties Christian Vocation, and Learn by Heart schedules for the congregation at prayer. Order yours today from the Concordia Catechetical Academy at peacesussex.org.
0: Welcome back. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Hour 2 of Issues Etc. We're picking up where we left off with Pastor Tom Baker. Before the break, talking about Samson teaching a Sunday school lesson in Judges chapter 16. Pastor Baker, by the way, is going to be one of our guests for Issues Etc. 24, this is something we do every year on Issues Etc., a live 24-hour broadcast. Now, normally we do books of the Bible this year. We're mixing it up a little bit. We're doing doctrinal topics, theology topics like the Trinity, and we get two hours on each one of these topics with the best guests that we can find, the Trinity Christ. Pastor Baker will be with us in the middle of the night to talk about new obedience and good works. Now, you can find out more about Issues Etc. 24, our live 24-hour our broadcast. It's coming up Friday at 3 p.m. on November the 2nd and runs all the way for 24 hours live till Saturday at 3 p.m. on the 3rd of November. We have a video that tells you and anybody else who's interested what issues, et cetera, 24 is all about and how you can listen live or on demand. You go to the uh, our website dot issuesetc.org, and you will find there right there on the homepage. The Issues Etc. 24 video, you can watch it and you can share it with your friends on Facebook. You can tweet it to others, send it to them as a link via email so that they can listen to Issues Etc. 24 as well. We also have a bulletin insert for your congregation in the two weeks leading up to, the two weekends leading up to Issues Etc. 24. It has a list of all the topics, the guests, and the times in Central Time for you to include in your church's bulletin. You can find that on the support page of our website, issuesetc.org. Click support, it's right there for you to download, print, and give to your pastor to include in the next two weekends sunday bulletin and help promote issues etc 24 that's friday the 2nd of november beginning at 3 p.m. central all the way through saturday 3 p.m. central november the 3rd tom the death of samson is a tragic story indeed tell us a little bit of how it comes about he we when we left him last he was bound he was blinded he was grinding at the mill, grinding grand, as you say, very lowly work for a former successful warrior. How does its death come about?
2: God sets it up in uh, 16, verse 22, with a very interesting statement. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Well, the lords of the Philistines, they wanted to have a big party to Dagon. Their God and to rejoice. Dagon, uh, their agricultural God. And 3,000 people were on top of a roof and they brought Samson in to entertain them. Now, what he was doing to entertain them, we don't know if he was, uh, milling around or, or whatever he was, but he was kind of tied up. And his prayer to God is really interesting. Oh Lord God, please remember me. Now, the word remember hasn't got anything to do with the memory. It's kind of how we use it in the Lord's Supper. When we do this in remembrance of Jesus, a better translation I've always liked is we do the Lord's Supper in Jesus' remembrance of us. To remember means that God is going to bless you. To have him forget you is that you're going to be under his curse. So what Samson is asking is that he be strengthened only this once, O God, that I may be avenged on the Philistines for them having taken out his eyes. And he grasped the two middle pillars, leaned his weight against them, and said, Let me die with the Philistines. Bowed, all, bowed with all his strength, and the house fell upon all of them, and all the people uh, were killed. In fact, he killed more people in his death the only he killed during his entire life. And that really reminds me of Jesus. He did the opposite. He brought to life more people because of his death than he had converted during his whole time on earth. In fact, Jesus did very little conversion from unbelief to belief. What his conversion stories are mainly about is he took people already who had faith— like the man born blind, and got him to realize that he's the fulfillment of the Messiah. So it wasn't from unbelief to faith, but the disciples on the day of Pentecost probably did more people from unbelief to faith than Jesus did in his own life, but only because Jesus had died on the cross. And so we see in Samson his willingness to die to fulfill the mission that his mother had told him about when she had heard it from before the birth.
0: Now, when he says, um, it says he bowed with all his strength, and he said, let me die with the Philistines, um, is Jesus saying essentially the same? Sounds like that's what you're saying. Jesus says essentially the same thing, let me die with my enemies, and even more so, die for his enemies.
2: That's the word from the cross, well said. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they're doing. You see, this is the kind of God we have. You would think at least we have to be aware of what we're doing before the forgiveness comes. No, this is a gracious and merciful God, not giving us what we deserve and giving us more than what we deserve.
0: Now, it seems so clear there when it's pictured there that it is, this isn't just a fanciful story of a man of famous strength who finally gets vengeance On his enemies. But this is pointing forward, like you said at the beginning, all of Scripture is pointing forward to Jesus and what he will do.
2: Well, here's the point I really want to make here on this the the Bible is not primarily a book about principles of life. Because if it were, then you'd have all the Sunday school kids running home to their parents and saying, I'm never going to have a haircut again because that's what God commanded Samson. And look at how strong I'm going to be. That's ridiculous. That is the distinction between a descriptive view of Scripture and a prescriptive view of Scripture. Just because Jesus does it, doesn't mean we have to do it his way. Like the Lord's Supper, we don't go find an upper room. We don't do it only on the night of the Passover. We do it the way he commands us to do it. So the lesson I would want to get across to the children What is the prescription for you today? That's the third part of the E, the Ekklesia. What's the law and gospel to you? Number one, your strength does not come from you. You have had, (coughs) excuse me, and I'm talking to the children here. They have had an exodus experience where they were released from Satan's prison in the waters of baptism. Now they're on a wilderness journey through this world of tears, but soon the manna and drink to come to them is the body and blood given under the bread and wine. We are all like Samson. We fail in our good works, but God has a mission for us, and he has one for every child. Regardless of our sinful nature, God fills you children with the Holy Spirit And you will bring forth fruits of faith, and that is to the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. So the whole story of Samson, as historically true as it is, is always to be pointing forward to Jesus and how he now strengthens us in the way he says he strengthens us, not in the way he did Samson.
0: So uh, you mentioned before a connection to baptism, and when we talked with these young children it's always a good idea to make that connection to their baptism, that um, Samson has the spirit of the Lord because of this promise that God had made him from uh, his mother's womb. Yep. Is there a picture there in his Nazirite, not so much his vow of na- of being a Nazirite, but God's promise that he is a Nazirite, of our and the children's baptisms? About a minute and a half here, Tom.
2: Okay. What I always like saying about uh, baptism to the children, in our Sunday school classes, and I think I've mentioned this before, we not only celebrated their birth dates, but we also celebrated their rebirth dates. And we gave them a bigger present for the date of their baptism. Because we said, you don't need to be baptized to go to heaven. He that believes is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not is damned. So baptism isn't necessary, but it is necessary if you ever want an assurance from Jesus Christ that you are his forgiven child. You need no, look no further than your baptismal certificate where God attached a promise as the pastor says, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. You now receive the name of Jesus. You are now a Christian so you never have to worry about whether or not God has left you or forsaken you, and when you feel you don't have the strength, God promises to restore you, and on that last day, you will be with Him eternally in Heaven.
0: Pastor Tom Baker is Director of Development for the Concordia Mission Society, and he's host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. Next time, we are talking with Tom about Ruth. Tom, look forward to it. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to spend some time with Dr. Jennifer Roback-Morse of the Ruth Institute. There is a new MoveOn.org ad, that's a a political group on the left, that is featuring Hollywood women. They have a lot to say about prospective presidential candidate Mitt Romney. We'll find out what it is and we'll get a reaction from Dr. Jennifer Roback-Morse on the other side of this break. Samson is a picture of, well, he's a, a very accurate picture. There's no plaster saint here. This is a real man with real faults and real sin. And it's all on display for everyone to see. And it's not just that every great man has feet of clay. That's not the picture here. Samson isn't the Savior. He is the one whom God uses to carry out his promise and to deliver his people from the Philistines, even if it means his death. But the story is not about Samson, but about the one To whom Samson points, the one ultimately believing the promise of God in whom Samson believed, the one who had made the promise even before Samson was born to his barren mother about who Samson would be and what Samson would do, that is Jesus himself. Now, he is the Savior. He doesn't come with the bulging muscles or the obvious feats of strength. His strength is the weakness of the cross. The way he gives us his life is by suffering death for us all. A lot like Samson. Or we should say Samson's a lot like Jesus. When we come back, we'll talk about a new MoveOn.org ad featuring Hollywood women about Mitt Romney. Here's an opportunity for you to get up to 75% off many of the resources you hear us promote on issues, etc. It's Concordia Publishing House's warehouse sale from 8 in the morning till noon on Saturday, November 3rd. Concordia Publishing House is located south of Interstate 44 at 3558 South Jefferson in St. Louis. The 2012 warehouse sale Saturday morning, November the 3rd at Concordia Publishing House, 3558
1: South Jefferson in St. Louis. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois is happy to support the Christ-centered, cross-focused ministry of issues, etc. Join us for worship, Bible classes, youth ministry, and other opportunities to grow in Christ. We have a Christian day school for children in preschool to 8th grade. We are located at 1300 Beltline Road. Call us at 618-344-3151 or visit www.goodshepherdcollinsville.org. Grace, faith, scripture, and Christ alone. You're listening to Issues, etc. The Church's Music from the 20th Century. The, Lord, and the, Father,
0: me, is... the 17th Century.
1: Jesus has come and the 11th Century. The 8th century. The 4th century. The best of the church's music from the past 2,000 years. LutheranPublicRadio.org